Welcome to Resilient Love Podcast. Join hosts Quentin and Brianna as they discuss tips on love, life, and business. Let's get into this next episode. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. So we're back with another episode of Love. So today we have some great guests with us from their awesome podcast. We got it. And so we want to go ahead and allow them to join us. It is Mr. Daryl and Miss Cheyenne. How are you guys? Hey, we're good. How are you? Good. Uh, so we definitely want to just welcome you guys to the podcast. And listen, we want to jump right into this topic. As you already know, we love to talk about love, life, and business. So give everybody a background on who you are and how you met. You you better give her. <laughs> it's a long my, story. but My story is way better than hers. But <laughs> I was going to say. Hers is more accurate. Sh- short and sweet, um, Daryl and I met online. Um, it's a, a known joke that I do. Um, all of my shopping online, including for husband, apparently. So, um, yeah, so we, we've been married for five years now and, um, we have two girls. Um, they came bundled in a perfect little package for me. So I'm a stepmom and Daryl is obviously divorced, uh, and then remarried to me. So that's kind of our quick and fast dating slash marriage story. Um, and throughout that we've, um, just got a, a lot accomplished in the last few years with our business and uh, adding more businesses, our podcast. We got a lot going on. Right. Man, <laughs> five years. I I gave you guys like 10 or 15. Y'all are just a match made in heaven. Uh, <laughs> so go ahead, Q. So uh with this, you know, it's just funny to online and shopping online. It's just so funny. that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it made me think about Prime. Yep, <laughs> that's right. Dude. It was Amazon Prime before there was Amazon Prime. Exactly. <laughs> so I'll jump right in that next question. Um, now that we have heard about your love story, what led you all into business? Oh wow! Uh, you know, every every entrepreneur probably ha- has has the same answer and it it is everything about uh being independent right and and being able to provide uh some level of product or experience or customer service to, that you feel is lacking in the current industry that that you that you want to be in and i think that for us it had everything to do with customer service and we had such a um an alignment when our our values for customer service um you know, really kind of pushed us to to kind of start something um, to be able to show people that there is a better product out there and it doesn't necessarily have to be the technology or, you know, anything fancy. It's just literally something as simple as customer service. Yeah. And it doesn't have to cost you, you know, a small fortune to be able to get the service that you deserve as a person. Um, Daryl and I, you know, work hard for our money and, um, we think that everybody obviously works hard for their money. And when you spend it, you want to make sure that you're getting the best service um, for you. Mm-hmm. And and that was something that was important to us. Like Daryl said, it was just, um, you know, delivering something that we felt was lacking in the industry that we started in. And it's just kind of grown from there. Yeah, that's interesting because for Quentin and I, we 
got into t-shirts first. Mm -hmm. And so that really, and like you said, the interest came in where there's, there are people that speak about Jesus Christ and, you know, that encouraging or inspirational messages, but we wanted to give it more of a impactful and a powerful way. So that's what led, it actually was actually Quentin woke up one morning and said, I need to wake up, pray and level up. I need yep. to level up. So that literally led to our first shirt, Wake Up, Pray, Level Up, Reposition for Purpose. So I, and that one was a really trending message in our local area. And we're still pushing the message. So those of you out there, the shirt is still out there. <laughs> but, but the That's point great. is, like you said, really zoning in on what does the market need? So thinking back to that, what market did you all decide to, to jump into? Well, the first thing that we had kind of made, I guess, a big plunge into was doing wedding photography as as a couple. Um, and so it wasn't really something that we had planned on doing, but we didn't even make it halfway through our wedding. And Daryl was like, we can do this better. And it wasn't the photography <laughs> that he was talking about. We had a great photographer. Just but the like, wedding experience But just the wedding experience. Like he, you know, listened to me complain a lot about people not even caring about our wedding. And we ended up doing so many things ourselves because I was like, I'm not spending, you know, thousands of dollars for somebody to provide this service that I don't think that they're actually going to come through on. Uh, delivering what they say that they're going to deliver. And so um, like we had a bartender at our wedding that was so drunk that she was like overpouring our guests, giving away our oh, alcohol, steal from us, was trying to get money back. Oh. Like we, like, it, was just, it wasn't even anything really to do with photography. It was just that we liked photography. Yeah. And I think <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, realistically, when it comes to our business or anybody else's either, I mean, it's, there's a, there's a, there's a very there's only there's only a handful of people out there um, that are innovators, right? The un, Elon Musk's of the world, and and you know the, these people they're just they think on an absolute completely different level. And I mean, if everybody wants to be that that the next uh, you know Elon Musk, I'm like they have a they have a tough road because, like I said, there's a lot of sacrifices that kind of go along that way. Um, let alone the edge, uh, like the the intelligence sides of things, but. Um, I've heard people, they, they kind of say, well, Bill Gates is, is one of those innovators. And I laugh and I'm like, well, actually Bill Gates is not that he's not, he's not that much of an innovator. The guy is just really smart at identifying certain things within industries and being able mm. to capitalize on that. So Bill Gates never actually did kind of invent a lot of the things that, that, that Microsoft had come out with. It has everything to do with finding the people that are really good at what they do and then hiring them and then purchasing the idea and getting the idea or taking an idea and making it better. And it's like I said, we're not, we're not, we're not rocket science here, you know, t-shirts and weddings like these, <laughs> these aren't things. However, when you find right, right, something, right. yeah. And I mean, just like in a marriage, when you find something that works, um, you need to be able to kind of really narrow that down or they call it niche. Now I, I just yeah. hate that word. I hate that word. It's so overused. It's... I'm like, just say that's my area. Yeah. That's my area of expertise. That's my, that's my, that's my green zone. So that's where I'm at. And look, forgive me. I said, we got it, but we got this podcast. So either way you guys check the link in the description. Because we want to make sure you guys go and listen to them as well. So correct, <laughs> them, but I got you guys. <laughs> I appreciate that. No worries. Yeah. So our next question, and this one, 
this one's very important, especially to us. Um, how do you manage so many businesses and still find time for each other? Um, as you know, Brianna is a teacher. I'm a remote mm-hmm. worker. Sometimes we we find ourselves in weeks where we're roommates. We just passing by. We, okay. So we call it hallways. <laughs> So how do you manage it? You know, uh, well, I guess if I if, if you, she's looking at me as if I'm supposed to start this. Well, one, hey, so. I think your idea might but, be different uh, than my idea. Well, you know, I'll be I'll be honest with you. It's like I mean, you know, in in the world of social media, in the world of face, like you know, voice tune and face tune and all these, uh, you know what? S- sometimes there isn't enough time. Sometimes there we we don't find the time. It's just it just happens. The I think the the difference, you know, for us and and I and I, my only experience is only the people that we associate with, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, and it has everything to do with, um, you know, empathy and some compassion and being able to understand kind of where the other person's coming from because, uh, you know, you you kind of developed a lot of contempt in relationships when you know someone is either spending too much time away from you or maybe it's the complete opposite. They're, they're clingy. Do you know what I mean? Like it just like, there's so many facets of, of that, of that dynamic that if, as long as you have some compassion and some, and some empathy for that person to be able to really understand where they're coming from, uh, from and why um, that's kind of where, where I think that we, we, we kind of connect, we kind of reconnect. I'll be at work. She'll send me a, you know, a TikTok or a, or a Facebook kind of post or something funny, but it's, (laughs) it's just something that allows us to kind of connect on that little level, right. Where it's like, you know what? Yeah. She's over there thinking about me and I'm over there thinking about her. And, and I know that we're going to be seeing each other here in a couple hours anyway, but Mm -hmm. it's just kind of that reconnecting and, and finding the little, the little moments, I guess, in, in time. Yeah. Communication and empathy, like Daryl said, empathy is a big one for us. And uh, the communication is huge because, you know, because we have done so much in, in five years of being married and, and like nine years of being together, um, mm-hmm. it it did take us a while to figure out that um, that we really need to communicate. And we knew that in the beginning of our marriage because we both came from relationships that didn't have the best communication. And mm-hmm. uh, so it was something that was really important to us to, to try to always be open and then actually listen to what the person was saying. And so there are months that, you know, we'll kind of do our little our little group chat with each other and ask how things are going. And Daryl will say, it's like, I haven't seen you. You've been, you know, your head's been stuck in your computer editing or, or ordering or whatever it is that I'm doing. Or I'll say to Daryl, Hey, like, do you really need to go to hockey for a fourth time this week? Because the answer is yes. I'm feeling like you're running away from me. And, and, you know, obviously that's not usually what he's doing, but um, well, maybe well, I don't think you usually are. But yeah, so we just really try to communicate with each other to say, hey, we're feeling a little bit neglected in, you know, the marriage side. Or um, sometimes, you know, we'll let our business kind of slow down a little bit and take a breather so that we can go yeah. on a family trip or, you know, just well, date nights, that kind of stuff. So it's just. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, is it's just re- realizing that I think that. Um, honesty is is the key to everything, and and I it sounds so cliche, it sounds so simple, simplistic, and you you read it in every freaking self help book, but it has every it literally has everything to do with your relationship, and if 
if if you're not honest with with that with that person and saying to them that hey listen i'm feeling a bit neglected and you're afraid that that person is going to get mad at you for for saying that then that that's something that really needs to get to kind of looked at in you know in in a little a little deeper but for us it's like it's being able to speak the truth and say like listen I'm, this is how i'm feeling or this is what i think is going on and and without having the fear the other person's going to you know get upset with yeah. with what you're saying and that's where that empathy comes in is you know when your partner does come to you to say hey i'm feeling this way is not just to instantly you know i guess put up your guard and fight back saying that's not what's going on or it's important that i'm doing this it's to actually listen to why they're feeling that way and so we're just able to get a lot done because we're always communicating and we do organize a lot. Okay. She, <laughs> I just follow. Okay, I have I'm saying page. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of organization. Yeah. Those are real our house if it's <laughs> yeah well in a rule in our house if it's not in the calendar it doesn't exist so yeah. if it's, we're supposed to be going to wherever it's like well yeah i have something scheduled today but it's uh, it's so bad that our girls have put uh a trip to japan in our family calendar for like four years from now so that we all know that that's when it's going to happen wow okay <laughs> y'all might allow us to jump on the bandwagon you know go with you but you yeah know, yeah, yeah. sure 100 <laughs> yeah but apparently the whiskey and uh, like uh asians some asian whiskey or japanese whiskey is some, supposed to be pretty good so okay well i don't know about hot sake but apparently this uh this this uh it's asian whiskey it's made from rice uh it's but it's a whiskey supposed okay. to be really good and so i had tried some at a, at a restaurant there and it's like really it's kind of sweet uh yeah it's you know, more reason to go to japan yeah, it's just another reason <laughs> there's, there's one reason right there right because quinn he he loves cigars he doesn't smoke them but he just likes the illusion yeah, so yeah. that'll work that'll work <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so you know that's the funny thing about traveling and planning but you also recognize the strengths and weaknesses of your spouse. And that also can relate back to your business. So when you guys think about your strengths and weaknesses, what's one of them? And like, how does that actually balance out for you guys? You know how people say the night owl versus the early bird. Like, what about you guys? Yeah, I think one of our biggest weaknesses that was pretty easy for us to figure out early on in our relationship and in business together is that we're both pretty uh, strong headed. Daryl and I have both been in, well, and Daryl still is in like a leadership role at, at in our careers, right? Like we've been managers, we've managed large teams. And so then when we start a business and I'm technically running it, but then Daryl's trying to run it. <laughs> You know, at the same time, we were just kind yeah. of butting heads. But with us recognizing that, we've really learned to um, stay in our own lanes is kind of the way that we really like to describe things. And Daryl's really strong on like the technical side of things. He's very good at numbers and business and and just that's kind of his thing, whereas I'm a little bit more creative and customer service related. And so when we start a new business, uh, it's pretty easy for us now to be like, okay, th this all needs to get done. This falls in your category. This falls in my category. And then anything that's left over, either we'll do it together or outsource it um, or just rock, paper, scissors to see who's stuck with it. <laughs> yes, the classic <laughs> rock, paper, scissors. And I love how you guys said 
it's literally at this point, I, that's his area. Like with Quentin, he loves to talk about just something general is cars. So mm -hmm. I'll say, oh, you see that white car over there? He's like, oh, the Lexus XR. I'm like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> that one. Yep. <laughs> well, that one. Yep. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, it, for sure. But that's the thing. It's just, you know, it. With a, whether it be in business or in a relationship, it's the same thing. It's just like mm -hmm. if if you don't if you don't know what lane you should be in, well, maybe you should figure that out. And it's mm -hmm. so you know whether you're wanting to um, you know expand the business, maybe the other person just wants to kind of make make things smaller, maybe more intimate, and and kind of do it that way. At the end of the day, um, I know that when it comes to uh, like the the bookkeeping and some of the like the background stuff for the website and um, Cheyenne knows that that's my end of the game and if and if um, you know there's an item on our website or there's something on our website link that doesn't work you know first thing she's doing is like hey listen this isn't working she'll even send me an email send me a text put it in the calendar whatever I have to do to to kind of make sure that I'm on top of my stuff but uh, she'll never go into the website and chart and mess around with it without actually putting in the requests right <laughs> or at the MOC to be able to make sure that she's okay to do that but it, ultimately mm -hmm. it's like you said it's knowing which lane need, uh, is is yours and just sticking within that so. yeah and it's great because we even use it within our household too so you know, when we, when we first got together, I do not like doing dishes and Daryl couldn't figure out how to put my laundry away for the life of him. I was like, it's color coordinated. Well, they white have those little plastic straps that go on the inside <laughs> and you try and put right. it on the, on the hanger and it don't fit. And I'm just like, I, yeah. Well, and then the one day I, I opened up and I seen the daughter's uh, or I, well, I thought was Cheyenne's panties. And I was just like, Oh, I was like, when did you get these pairs? She's like, those are your daughters. And I was like, yep, I'm done. I was like, so, I'll yeah, just go do dishes. So Carol does dishes in our house and I do yeah. laundry because we both, I'm, I enjoy, um, you know, putting away my clothes and, and organizing stuff. And, and Daryl's very specific about how things get washed and, and uh, so we just know, like in our household, and it's the same with the girls too. There's some things that that one of them enjoy better, and when you enjoy doing the the task that you are set to do, you usually will do it better mm -hmm. than the one that you don't enjoy. So we just try to make sure that everybody's enjoying, you know, their chores or their tasks or their jobs, uh, whether it's at home exactly. or in business. Yeah. Well, it has a lot to do with with efficiency too, because at the end yeah. of the day. Um, when it comes to business, like Cheyenne, like, and I, like there's certain things in business. Like, I just don't want to do that. I would rather have somebody else um, spend the Ooh. time to do that. And I'll pay, we will pay or hire somebody out to go and do that portion of the website or that, that does that portion of the design. And just, it's easier and more efficient if they do it. Cause if I'm going to do a task that I don't even want to do anyway, I'm probably not going to do it as efficient or as good as I, as it should be. So if, in my opinion, it's just get it out and, and get it done and, and, and you can move on to better things and that require your time and effort. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that too. We definitely have developed more time with outsourcing because you know how you try to do it all, but you really can't. So we definitely recognize that too. And that's why that, intro you saw we had to get some help but yeah so yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's great because if you're able to outsource things like for us sometimes it's okay if this is going to take me six hours you know of my time I could be better spent using that time somewhere else we can mm -hmm. just outsource it and then a lot of the times then we have more time as a couple and as a family because we're not spending six hours trying to figure out how to operate a new program yeah. to get something mm -hmm. a certain way right so there's always that 
you know, you kind of look at a project and then you just weigh out the benefits um, of outsourcing if you can. Yeah. And um, and we we know like it's not always doable if you're on a small budget, but sometimes you can find, you know, up and coming people that would like to try something that might do it for for a little bit less. Or if you're like us, you just train your children how to do um, some of the things and then you pay them to do it. So at least they're making money. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dude, I remember the tours days. Those were the best. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, just before I go to the next question, one of my first roles that I appreciated from my dad was like the, the small entrepreneur opportunities, like mowing grass. Though he didn't have a, a I came with a more of a formula system. He just said, okay, this is how you keep money in your pocket. We're going to cut grass, we're going to detail cars. Mm -hmm. xyz so most kids were not you know didn't have money where it was like how did you get all that money <laughs> that's yeah. right it's, it's very important to teach kids that mm -hmm. absolutely and so the next question uh as we go more in depth how has the pandemic challenged your household um all of us have been challenged in, in some, some way, way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so Daryl and I actually chatted about this on a previous podcast of ours, and we were a little bit worried at first that we were going to come across as maybe insensitive to the whole thing because the beginning of COVID really didn't affect us that much. Mm -hmm. um, it was off season for wedding photography in spring. Like we only really get wedding season here the end of June through September. Okay. Um, and so, other than Daryl having to move work into the house and the girls being you know, doing school at home, not much changed for us because we're on a farm. So we were still able to leave our house. We were still able to run our businesses. Um, you know, the, the girls are, are old enough that they don't need tons of supervision. Like we could just help them with their homework. And, and so it wasn't really hard for us in our household um, because we were already kind of mentally prepared um, for hard times. Like it, the, the last year wasn't our hardest year no. in our family or in our relationships, we've, we've had much, much rougher years. And um, so for us, we were kind of already, we were in a good mental state to be able to handle it. We had, you know, money kind of put away. Um, so for us, it wasn't too bad. But then moving into wedding season, um, we lost over 65% of our, of our, our weddings. Like they all had to push. Right. right. Um, so that was hard just dealing with a lot of, um, other people's frustrations. Cause you feel for them. Right. And you're exactly. just obviously yeah. seeing all this revenue in your business kind of go away, away. and you're yeah. feeling for all of these people that are just having to, to move everything. And, and and the girls did did really good. It was hard on them not being able to see people. Yeah, about the same. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. Like that that was a hard one for us. But um, yeah, we. Well, I think for us it was yeah. it has it had it had everything to do with the fact that uh, twenty, the year that we built our the barn there where we have it at the at the farm is and and some of the because that was one of the businesses that we had started and uh, and it failed. And, and people, 
you know, like again, it, all the all these fake personalities and stuff out there in social media, and and you know, people say to us, "Wow, you guys are so successful." And I'm like, "Well, we've had a lot of failures too." And I mean, and and we have no tell, we have no problem telling people about the failures because at the end of the day, those failures are what help us learn kind of what to not do in the future, right? Obviously, it's that that famous saying of you know, learning from your mistakes, and literally within business, that's kind of how this was. And and going through that process, we lost just over three hundred thousand dollars in that process. So, you know, coming into 2020 and everyone's having showing dumpster fires on their social media and like, this is the worst year ever. And I'm kind of like, we've kind of, our business has like grown so much in 2020. I was like, we've never been in a better financial situation. Um, like our family's healthy. We're healthy. We're happy. We've, I've had to go, I got to go golfing more than I ever, I ever did. I took a three week vacation. Well, yeah, we got, we got a lot of like, vacation. Like there was a lot of perks. But the thing is about it is that. <laughs> right. The, it right. Was, it was it was your focus. If yeah, it's where the mm-hmm. it's where the focus the, yeah. was. Good good point. And a lot good of people point. are like, well, like I said, the dumpster fire. And all they called it concerned about themselves was just the negative. And people are like, well, why are you so like? How can I be? How can I be successful? And I'm like, show me your friends. I was like, I can tell you right now is your friends aren't helping your situation. If you want to stay home and play video games all day, and you want to do nothing on on a, on a on, a, on an entrepreneurial level or a business level, that's 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 on you. That's not on anybody, anybody else. No one's forcing your hand. So just get up, suck it up, and figure out what you want to do and get to it. And I know it's not as simple as that, but literally making the decision, and we tell our kids all the time, it's like you are who you surround yourself with. So stop being so negative. Focus on the positive and, and start moving forward and be happy, yeah. for Christ's sake. Yeah, so we just lived um... – really tight uh obviously like well, obviously we're not traveling uh so that exactly. was good we, <laughs> we do all we did, a little, <laughs> we did we did a little camping but yeah we just live oh. a little bit tighter so you're not spending tons of your savings and daryl's always really big on not living beyond your means so you know on our financial side we're always really careful with that and we understand a lot of people lost their jobs and this will be a really you know, bad year for them. This might be their bottom year, but for us, it, it wasn't our bottom year. We had already gone through that. Um, we learned a lot as a, as a family. The girls really learned to communicate with us to say, hey, you guys are spending all of your time in, in your business. We need you to come and do more family nights like we normally do. And so it was really good because as a yeah. family, we learned a lot. And so hopefully for the people that that do have a really bad you know, kind of pandemic time, um, hopefully their families and their businesses will be able to grow and learn. Like we started a business during a pandemic this year and, um, and it's doing well, but we, we seen the opportunity and we knew from our huge failure in, in starting a business, um, yeah. you know, how to be extra careful in starting this business and making sure that it was something that would work well. And um, so, yeah, so for us, it's, it's not too bad. It's, it's kind of how you view it, like Daryl said, and we're trying to see the positive in things. So, and that's good that you guys mentioned that because with Quentin and I, we did like a short guide on conflict resolution. We were able to get our coaching certification. So, like you said, it's really your perspective of mm-hmm. the pandemic. Um, and like you said, there's there's no we we don't negate or deny that there were other people that had really felt something, but. Overall, if you're still here, listen to this podcast. <laughs> you had a good year. That's right. <laughs> yep. That's right. Because I mean, you're still here to laugh with us. <laughs> even turning, um, I was I, I was furloughed from two different companies I work 
for. Mm-hmm. So, and these were major chain companies and they just, everything changed overnight. Yep. But mm-hmm. had I not went through that process, I wouldn't have noticed a lot of things that I could do better. Um, a lot of entrepreneurial dreams and goals that I really want to hit and not fall into this situation again. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was a wake up call. Yep. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's actually, it's great. You mentioned that because <clears throat> in my industry that I, that I, that I manage is the oil field industry and, and it has, there's a seven year bell curve for, for the oil field. And typically like your infrastructure uh, places like uh, your water and your hydro or your electric or however, whatever you want to call it. Um, usually at the height of the oil field, they're at their low and they literally have opposite bell curves. So, um, you know, you, you can kind of see how the, how this, like our, our province or our, I guess, I guess the equivalent would be your state to, to be able to kind of work through those as a business, right? You see some businesses are, are doing well, some aren't and at different times. And f- for me is like, I tell people all the time, and especially in our industry is that when, when times are slow, um, if you're not living within your means, like the, the boat payment, the car payment, the fifth wheel, the camper, the, the quad, all of these things that you purchased on, on credit uh, are now are now useless to you because you can't afford those payments, right? So living within your means is is kind of a, a process that a lot of people in our industry go through. And so when they get to those times where they're 10 years down the road and they've they've we've they've gone through a couple uh, a couple of slowdowns and mm-hmm. all of the young they see the young kids kind of doing the same thing and you're like hey man just give you a little bit of tip right you probably don't want to do that and no 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 I'm I'm good and then and the way they go it's like and it's almost like the the, the parent looking at the kid and you're kind of like you know what he's gonna have to learn from his mistakes and being able mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. kind of process that and so as a manager I tell people all the time when they come in I say listen um you know, I'll never ask you to work your days off. I will never ask you to, to put in overtime. I'll never ask you to do any of those things because when you're not here, you need to be at, you can do whatever you love, whether it be with your family or dogs, your, your kids, like your video games, whatever it is that you, that makes you happy. That's what you need to do. Because when you come back to me for 15 days, because my guys work at 15 on six off, I need 100% oh, okay. attention from you. So when you're here for the 15 days, you could be anywhere in, anywhere in this province, in this country at any given time, but for 15 days, you're mine and I can send you and we need to be able to send you anywhere. And I said, so when you book your vacation, don't answer your phone. Don't, don't do anything over and above for the company. And uh, you see a lot of people say, well, I need you to do extra for the company. And I, and I say, stop that. I was like, because this, this 2020 is a perfect example of what I tell, what I tell people can happen is that any, any company as solid as they, as, as they are financially or, or ethically or culturally, however you want to put it, the Googles of the world is that when things go bad, they will fire you. They will fire me. They will fire anybody else. So when you go on vacation, take your vacation. Don't work your extra time. Don't call when somebody calls you on your days off. Don't answer the phone at the end of the day. Just take care of you because when you're, mm-hmm. when you're at work and you're most effective, that's, that's the best thing that you can give a company is your 100% attention when you are there. But when it's your time, take your time and mm-hmm. just stick to it. All right. Well, if we were in your area, we might, we <laughs> might work with you. I mean, that was a good sales pitch right there. So, hey. <laughs> that's not a lot of, um, you don't find that principle in a lot of managers, so mm-hmm. definitely that's that's great. just take your time and literally enjoy your time. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, um, there's a lot of people that 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 say after we're done the interview process that the interviews I do are not um, the same as, or they're they're definitely different than any other interview. I, and I said, well, this is not an interview. You wouldn't be here if I didn't want you to be part of this company because I've done my research on you. I've called everybody I know that knows you. I've I've done I've looked into you as much as I possibly can. So you sitting here, you already have the job. I'm just selling you now on on this company i'm selling into the culture that we're trying to build and and i and i relate this to our personal business and our, and our relationship is that listen i'm i'm selling you on what i can provide and if you yeah. want to be part of that family and you want to be part of this this what we're trying to do then we would love to have you but if you don't want to that's fine um but it, i'm just telling you that the job is yours you just need to tell me if this is going to work for you but you need to be honest with yourself and you need to be honest with me. Is it going to work for you? And we have a lot of people that actually say, yeah, you know what? I, th I think that you're going to hold me to a higher standard than I'm normally. And I don't think I'm capable of that. And I've had people not take the job and I've had people that have never been held to that standard and take the job because they feel uh, a sense of empowerment, right? That I can mm -hmm. prove this to you because nobody else yeah. has ever, ever given them a shot. So we do the same thing in our relationship, Cheyenne. And sometimes she doesn't, uh, allow me to get away with some crap and and sometimes she she lets me shoot for the stars and, and all right yeah, exactly and i feel you on that because like one time so as you guys know he works from home so if i'm coming home right the dishes are clear going back to dishes okay yep. so now he's having his lunch time i get home at 3 4 o'clock and i'm like what the dishes <laughs> so it's just like it was so funny because it literally just happened. I was like, I know you, I know what you ate today because I see it. <laughs> I hope it was a good lunch. Right. <laughs> but like you said, just laughing it off. And guess what Brianna does? Yeah. So. And you know, there's you got because you know you got you got bigger fish to fry. You got, you exactly. got bigger things to complain and about. Right? Always to pick your battles. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I just said, was the pizza good? And I just go on. You, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, it was. So, you know, <laughs> I, I can go ahead and jump into the this or that before we get to the other one. Sure. So, it was kind of funny. I called them and said, we can ask what they think. So, YouTube or Netflix? I'm Netflix. I'm, I'm a Netflix guy. Okay. What's your answer? Netflix. Okay, I guess I'm by myself because I like YouTube. <laughs> um, phone call or texting? I'm a phone guy. I hate texting people. I hate it. I'm going to say texting uh, only I texting. Say texting. because I usually am doing so much that mm -hmm. that I can't always talk on the phone. But if somebody texts me, I can kind of get back to them. I say to her all the time, I'm like, Kate, can you call your mom and ask her <laughs> this for me? Sure. And then she'll just go click, click, click. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like... I can you call your mom? Well, I just text her. I'm like, why don't you just call her? Because she's at work and she can't answer the phone, but she can look at her phone. If it was an emergency, right. she would see it was an emergency. She calls you all day long. <laughs> I know, right? My parents will literally text me and I'm like, I text right back and then we'll talk, right? And of course, I'm at a school. So they'll say, Brianna, you're at school. Get off the phone. I said, mom, they're not going to call you if they take my phone. I'm going to be yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, you what about you? 
I'm definitely uh, call. I'm old school. I, yeah. I, yeah, he really is. I, I grew I'm up sorry. around older people, grandparents. So I remember when you could take it took a while to yeah, call yeah. somebody. Rotary guy. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, thank God we met after that. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, TikTok, Instagram, or Instagram. I'm Instagram. I don't even have TikTok. I wasn't lying whenever I said I don't TikTok. If you, so. <laughs> if you would ask me this like two weeks ago, I would have said Instagram. But recently, it's been TikTok. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, we got Daryl okay. on the TikTok bandwagon. Yeah. That's going to be his. Uh, that's my next project. That's his project within uh -oh. the business. Yeah, I'm excited to see what you come up with. Look, we started one yeah. for resilient love, but we did five videos and got tired. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's exhausting creating content. It's exhausting. I got, I got, and that's kind of my, my frustration with this. Cause I say, man, I, I, you see some of these people, they spend half their day just trying to do this one video. And I'm like, I got, I could have accomplished so much shit in that six hours. <laughs> like I don't have time for this. So the last TikTok yeah. I did was about Cheyenne complaining to me. I said, Cheyenne complains to me that nobody seems to call her all the time. I was like, so I put a, uh, how's my driving sticker on the back of her pickup. And now her phone rings off the hook. <laughs> Ah, Lord, that's a good one. Did you say yours? Oh, mine's Instagram only because I have not learned TikTok. On oh, Instagram. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Android or iOS? Uh, we are iOS. Okay, I was just I was just about to say, hold on now. We might have to <laughs> go back and have another conversation after this yeah, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, laptop, tablet, or tablet? Laptop. Laptop. Yeah, laptop. Yeah, without a laptop, I don't know how anybody can do anything with a with a with a tablet. Actually, I guess if you wouldn't consider my my uh, my work uh, computer as a as a Surface Pro, which is kind of oh, a tablet, yeah. but it's a yeah. computer. I I really enjoy that one. It's super mobile. It's yeah, it's multifunctional. I enjoy it. Okay, shout out to Microsoft. Yep. Um, okay, so last. To, <laughs> what's that? Don't forget to send your uh, promo code to Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, uh, Spotify or Apple Music? I'm Spotify. What do you think, Quinn? I'm, I've been Spotify so long, but Apple is beginning to sell me. They just haven't got me quite yet. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm none of those. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a satellite radio guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, I don't download a whole pile of music except for you know a couple of something I, that I hear. I'll go on download the music and then that's about it but okay cool yeah. hey i guess the last one was a little obvious audiobook or podcast <laughs> i'm an audiobook it's you know i was gonna say it's funny although we have the podcast we listen as a family to a lot of audiobooks daryl was reading well reading listening to one um about the the economics what's that one called the one that you and kenna were listening to Oh, that's a confessions of an economic hitman. Yeah. So the twelve-year-old and him were listening to this yeah. um, audio book, and she finds it quite interesting about all the political kind of stuff that goes on in the background. And so, yeah, we listen. It, it'll basically if you ever read the book or or listen to the audio book, you'll never watch the news on uh, or the same again. You'll never hear something or see something on the news and kind of go, mm, "I'm pretty sure there's something more behind that story." And yeah. and that's what this book covers is is about. The, the history and the back history to a lot of different things. So, but with that said, nice. I do listen to podcasts 
pretty much every day, which was part of the reason why I had suggested that we start our podcast was because I couldn't find, yeah, I couldn't find a podcast geared towards couples um, that kind of, you know, I guess was something that happened often. And mm-hmm. so that's, yeah, I like podcasts. Same here. And now we met. Isn't that yeah. awesome? That's right. So in life, what, after everything we've talked about, what makes you guys, how do you categorize yourself as resilient? Like what has made you more resilient and all the life challenges, stuff you shared and stuff you haven't, how would you call yourself resilient? Well, there isn't much that we don't share, which sometimes <laughs> is kind of embarrassing whenever people are like, oh, I've listened to your podcast. And I'm like, oh, have you now? Which episode have you listened to? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I think for me, as a team, one of the things that makes us really resilient is Daryl and I tend to not always be on the same page, which is fabulous because whenever I'm having a down day or down week, um, because usually we try not to stay down for too long, he's pretty good about picking me back up, right? And vice versa, oh, yeah. he'll be having, you know, kind of a down day and and I'll be in my positive state. And so we can kind of get our energy back up, which I think has really helped us in in our marriage and as a family and in business is that um, you know, when one of us is, is kind of down, we, we both have the ability to be able to see that we are in a down state. Like we're not oblivious to the fact that, um, you know, I'm hiding my emotions because my horse died or that my parents are having some health issues. Um, but Daryl is really good about being like, you know, like we're going to get through this and, you know, this will pass. And, and so we're really good about picking each other up. So for me, I think that's kind of what makes us, you know, fairly resilient on my end is that, um, we're just kind of strong as a team. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I guess for me, it was my mother died when I was like eight and, uh, six kids in the family. And my dad abandoned us when I was like 12, 13. So I was kind of making decisions earlier on in my teenage, earlier teenage years, 15, 16 years old, um, that a 25 year old should be making. And, mm-hmm. you know, going through that process, um, you know, I've, I failed a lot in the relationships and in, and in life with because there wasn't anybody around to kind of bounce those ideas off of. Right. So to to have a parent or a friend that you trust to be able to say, hey, listen, I'm thinking about doing this. Um, you know, what do you think? And this kind of realistically goes back to what I was what we were saying before about is that, you know, you are you are who you surround yourself with. And the 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 advice that I was getting was, was obviously not, it has nothing to do with my well being. It was everything to do with their agenda and what they thought would be funny and cute or, or cool. And, and you would just kind of go ahead and do that. So going through that process, I remember us starting the podcast and what I think that really hit home for me was that after listening to about five episodes, I was editing five episodes I got to about the third episode and I had to stop and I had said to Cheyenne, I'm like, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an, I'm a horrible person. I was like, I'm, a, I'm cutting you off all the time. I'm speaking over you. I don't acknowledge the things that you say. Um, I was like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm just an asshole. I'm straight up. I, I don't know how anybody could have dealt with me uh, up until this point. And she kind of, she looked at me and she kind of had that look that's in like, you're right. And that's kind of where it clicked for me. And I said, you know, I, I need to do better. And I, I started to reach out a lot of, a lot of people that, um, 
that I didn't treat very well or things that, um, you know, um, weren't, I wasn't very nice to, uh, you know what I mean? And I kind of started to really kind of sow some of those oats and to be able to apologize for things that I've done in my past. And I think that that moment it realized that I have the ability to get through more than I ever thought because I was always about self-pity a lot, obviously, well, my mom died or my dad abandoned me and poor me and you should show me some. And it was just, and people, I could only imagine what people thought. And so going through this process now, I tell people that, you know, as, as bad as your life possibly could be, somebody else is, is, is in a much worse situation. So start seeing the positive things and kind of move on. And, and I think that for me was that point where I knew that I, I, I was resilient enough to be able to kind of work through my own stuff. And then I was, I, and then at that point I had the ability to be, to have enough foundation to, to be there for Cheyenne uh, and, and our business to the ability that I, I should be, or, or one should be there. So um, that was a bit deep, maybe too much. <laughs> no, that was good. Yeah. That <laughs> was really powerful. Having that background and becoming more resilient through that challenge and then, of course, with Cheyenne saying in your marriage, you have showed up for her and that has strengthened her and you guys are resilient together. So that yeah. was powerful. That was. <laughs> right well, I'm, there. Glad, uh, I'm glad uh, <laughs> I can provide something anyway. Us gingers oh, yeah. don't, usually, you don't usually provide much. But. Please. You guys have provided a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, that was that was great. Um, so many. I think even as I hear you, I'm like, everybody has the ability to be resilient. It's just whether you're going to tap in or not or when. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, I, we yeah. share similar backgrounds. I, I kind of at 14, 15, yeah, I'm making decisions that probably some and people in my peers are looking at me like, hmm, you're, you talk different. <laughs> right. Why? <laughs> and your oh, friends are kind of, this area. Well, and then your friends don't treat you the same because, like, oh, he's weird. And it's just like, well, am I weird, or I'm, I'm just more mature than you are at this point? Where I mean, I, even when I was 16, like, you know, you're making decisions, and and you're, I thought I was acting mature, but I was actually still, I was probably more immature than I was mature about the time. Because anyway, the whole the whole story of it. But at the end of the day, it's 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 messed up to think that you know, a 14, 15, 16 year old is more worried about paying his bills um, and, you know, making sure his brothers and sisters had food to go to school with than, you know, what video game is coming out next week or the baseball game. Like there's just like the problems that you had at that, that you had to process are, are like, I, I can't even imagine with some of these kids if, if they had it now to be able to make that, to make that, you know, those decisions, but. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you all share so much. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just a very great open conversation. <laughs> and yep. overall, we appreciate you sharing tips and ways to balance marriage and business. And our listeners, could you share it with our audience, like final comments and also your social media handles? Sure. You gonna give the handles? You go ahead. No, because I always mess them up. <laughs> because that's not my that's, that's not, not my lane. Not I'm lane. not the tech oh, one. Like, come on. <laughs> so um I guess uh, first off, the podcast is that we got this podcast um with Daryl and Cheyenne. 
and you can find us on any any platform that you like to listen to podcasts on for sure and we are on facebook and instagram uh that we got this I, I don't know what the handles are on facebook but i think if you just googled we got this podcast with daryl and cheyenne yep. you'd be definitely be able to find us we do have our website too wgtpodcast.com is kind of where we house a lot of our uh downloadable content uh, we don't have a whole pile because i don't know i figure less options the better <laughs> but um I am recently on TikTok. I haven't quite figured that out yet, so I wouldn't bother going there if, if anybody's looking to go go there. There's not much. And then we have, yeah. And then we have the boutique, our our boutique and, and our photography as well. Yeah, and that's all all found in our Don't Be Shy, and it's C H Y. And so you can find it like Don't Be Shy Boutique, Don't Be Shy Photography. And the website is just don't be shy.com. Yep. And yeah, we just kind of house everything to do. I guess with Our destination wedding. Yeah. And... Like everything's just kind of in that little hub. Like we have mentorship programs that we do uh, that people can, you know, kind of have like a brainstorming session. You just yeah. need somebody to bounce ideas off of in, in business or even in relationships. Cause you feel like you're going to kill your spouse. Um, and you just want somebody to talk to. Uh, we do lots of, of different well, mentorship sessions like that. But that's an important <laughs> part is actually this kind of where, when we started the podcast, we kind of realized that, you know, or we had the idea of where we where we had want the idea for the podcast to go. And I'd say probably 10 or 15 episodes in, we kind of realized that the conversations that we were having with people on social media and people that were reaching out to us, that they were wanting something different and they, they're wanting to relate and they wanted to help. And so that's kind of where we had talked about in some of our podcasts about people, you know, your clientele or your listeners or your viewers um you know need to know like and love you in 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 every in every which way so if if you don't have all three it's difficult and so when we're going through these mentorship sessions you know people just they don't have a business mentor or they don't have a uh, uh, a personal mentor or relationship mentor but nobody has a business and relationship mentor to be able to right. say, well, these people have actually gone through a business together. They've failed together. And this is, this is, and we can provide our aspect to, as to how, you know, we can help them to some degree. And I and, think it's. Yeah. And again, also going back to the affordable, like anything that Daryl and I do, we always try to make sure that it is affordable for pretty much anybody because we don't have, well, we do, but we don't have like the extra five to $20,000 to go and spend yeah. on a big mentor that probably isn't realistically on our level anymore because they've already been, you know, 20 years into developing their businesses and the relationships. And let's face it, working through a marriage and a business 20 years ago, starting out is way different than starting out now. Like you're, yeah. you're constantly having to change on social media and apparently schooling your children at home and all of these other things that we're all going through that sometimes it's just nice to have somebody to talk to. Um, and so that's kind of why we developed these, these little kind of mini mentorship sessions was for people that needed somebody. You've seen an hour. To, yeah. And well, and, and to, to, to kind of, echo what Cheyenne was saying. It has everything to do with, um, you know, whenever you reach out to somebody, you don't necessarily need them to fix your problem. Sometimes you just need someone to listen to you and actively listen. And eventually they'll actually probably figure out their own problem. It's just that they need to, they just need someone to listen. And that was kind of something that I've learned more specifically for me was 
active listening and you know you're not just thinking of the next thing next thing you're going to say specifically in a, in a fight because I've failed many times <laughs> in that situation <laughs> but when it comes to business like if people come up like well well my husband's this or my wife is this and my kids are here and I got this business there and well I'm thinking about this and then they start to kind of go through this thing in their head and we haven't said a word and 35 minutes later they're kind of like yeah, that that's a good idea. And we're like, I'm glad okay. we could. I'm glad. And at the end of the day, you're saying they're like, you know what? I really appreciate you listening to me, and I think I just needed to kind of get that off my chest. And and then of course you kind of follow up with some with some you know exercises to allow them to help kind of process that in the future, so they don't get to that point again. But ultimately, it's it's like I said, we don't need to provide all the answers sometimes. Sometimes and and for anybody, you do, sometimes you just need to listen. Yeah. So in yeah. our long-winded answer, uh, the Don't Be Shy <laughs> website has all of the information for all of that. And Daryl and I are always here for people. Like that's kind of our biggest thing is people want to reach out to us on social media or through mentorship programs because we do obviously do that a little bit differently. Um, we want to help people. We want mm. people to not feel alone. Um, mm. And like Daryl's a really <laughs> big advocate in not just getting a divorce, like not just giving up um so quick he, it's a yeah, quick out because he learned a lot yeah. in his first relationship and i think that that's something um that is a little bit unique about us is although i wasn't married um i was in a relationship for almost as long as daryl's marriage was and we both just learned so much from those relationships to be able to help us as a couple that will hopefully help other people that are new in their marriage and in their business to be able to get through. And like Daryl said, not, not take the, the easy out, right? Like it's sometimes it is yeah. easier just to say, I'm, I'm life's going to be hard. <laughs> marriage is going to suck. Sometimes like your kids are going to do stupid things. <laughs> like and these are, these are all the realities of it. Yep. It's a, it's you People either are... <laughs> have to be embrace them and, and not be so scared of them or try to avoid them at the end of the yeah. day. You, it's, it's just like yeah. that festering wound, right? If you, you just leave it alone, it ain't going to get any better. You're yeah. going to have to. Nobody's keep. life is perfect. And we are yeah. here to uh, prove that to you and yeah. to support you in We Are Not Alone. That's right. <laughs> yes. And just like their podcast, we got this. Yep. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for just having this great conversation. Like, I feel like I'm like one of your teens, <laughs> you know? That, what you great. just said, that was good advice. You, so. guys are, you feel like part of the family already. <laughs> exactly. So, guys, listen, check the description box. Uh, go follow them. And listen, we'll be back with another episode of Resilient Love. See ya. Thank you to all listeners and subscribers. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on Apple so that we can continue sharing resilient love. Thanks for listening.